We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is... This Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, I have uh, three regulars. Now we have a regular rotation. How fun is that? I have Brian Goins with me. I have Harrison Citron with me. And I have uh, unofficial or official Heat Twitter anarchist president, Alf. What, what's that's, your title? That's official now. <laughs> so what are you, the president? Heat Twitter president. Oh, it's official, baby. How does it feel? Oh, it feels actually feels weird because my whole speech was about not making me president <laughs> and not choosing a president. So, so wait, should we take that story down? Huh? Should we take that story down? No, you, I mean keep it up. It worked. I I got heat tickets out of it. So I'll yeah, that's it. right. You did. Are, are wait, you gonna really? have to go to the game? You gonna go with your wife? No, I mean that's it's Christmas Day. I got kids. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll give I'm gonna give them away though. Sell them, sell them, Matt. Flip that. Yeah, that, that's not the Christmas spirit. I'll take Wait. them. Yes, it's America, man. Capitalism <laughs> is the Christmas spirit. So be a capitalist. I mean, come on, it's all about <laughs> consumerism. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'll take them. Hey, I'll take them. Today. I'll take the tickets if you want one. Nah. <laughs> there you go, scavenging, Brian. Quick Put me on the spot. Don't, <laughs> don't pressure off, man. Don't give it to him. That's the worst. <laughs> what I time is that game? Isn't that like at noon? It's a good game. Uh, I'm yeah. go. Alf should have gone, man. I'm going. Harrison's going. I think yeah. Christian's going. All of Heapy's going, except for Brian. You got to remember, a noon game for me means I have to leave my house at like 10. That means I don't get home until like 6. So you got to remember. That's all day, man. That's all day. Yeah. You don't get to watch an, any when I go to a Heat game, it's an event. It's an all-day event. So. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you guys all watch like basketball all day? I mean, I at least have the basketball on all day during Christmas. I don't necessarily sit down for all the games, but I, I watch a good deal of them. Do you guys do the same or? Yeah. Harrison? Well, I'm a Jew, so I uh, kind of like what, <laughs> what I do what on that Christmas. Mean? So basketball, Chinese food, and maybe a movie at night. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my Christmas tradition. 
Brian, you? I just usually just stay home. I don't think I've ever gone out on Christmas Day. So if I got those heat tickets, I'm asking basketball. Like, oh, basketball? basketball? Yeah, I I watch all the four games that are on. Five now. It's five now. Well, I usually just watch like the first four. I don't watch the super super late one. Uh, Alf. Yeah, I usually watch like the first two or three. And Those are usually the good ones. Yeah. Starts to trail yeah. off at the end. Yeah, whenever the heater on. Yeah. Speaking of them, they played basketball last night, and they won against a not a great team, but a man team. Uh, they beat the Trailblazers, and I, Harrison, is this team any good? Because I don't even know. Are they good? You're asking about. You're asking if the, the heat, heat are good, right? Yeah, because okay. the Blazers are not good. Um, we know that they're not good yet. Yeah. Um, I think they can be good. They're definitely not where they want to be. No, are they good? Are they good? Yes or no? They and I would like to preface this by saying they <laughs> are a three seed in their conference, and they would be a home seed in either conference. And they're a six. They they're number six and, on the power rankings. The mind you. Yeah. And they're and they're three games above the eleven seeded Knicks. They're a good team. They obviously <laughs> they obviously have have to work out some kinks. Um, I don't know what's wrong with Josh McRoberts. He, he can't play basketball. He just can't stay healthy. And yeah, I think there's, you know, they're missing McRoberts, who was re- a really good defender for the team, and Tyler Johnson, who was, was probably our best shooter. So, you know, they're they're going through some uh, injury stuff, but they're a good team. They'll get it together. I'm not, I'm not worried. And I'm not gonna, nothing's really going to make me nervous uh, right now. So. Alf, are they good? They're good. They're not great. I you mean, they're good. They're good. I mean, but there's a lot of good teams. I mean, they're in the good, you know, middle of the Eastern Conference. They're third right now, tied for second. But, I mean, one loss and they could be ninth. So, they're right in the middle of that pack. I mean, the the what I would say the most encouraging thing is the offense has been looking still inconsistent, but more towards the, I guess, good side than the god-awful that it has been at some point. So, I think they're good and they're getting better. Brian, are they good? They're just wildly inconsistent. I've seen games where, like, for instance, that Atlanta game, that Thunder game, hell, the second half this past game, I thought we looked like a legit, um, probably Eastern Conference contender playoff team, you know, who has might have a shot to uh, overthrow the Cavaliers if we face each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. And at some points, I feel like we shouldn't even be a playoff team in the East. And I, it's, mean, I, it, I would I wouldn't go that far. I I've, I've, well c- compared to all the other teams that are now mix and match. I don't even think the Bucks and the Wizards are are in the playoff contention right now. And I mean, sh- Jesus Christ, weren't they like one of the top four or five seeds the past couple of years? So I just well to think to think about like that situation that we're hard pressing right now, it's just to keep a top three seed in the East. And like Alf mentioned, if we lose the next one or two games, we can drop to ninth place. It's it just shows that we're uh, we're not separating ourselves from our standings at the moment, and we're really good against the Western Conference, but damn, we're freaking awful against our own conference. Well, I, I want to piggyback on something Alf just said because in the Heat's last five games, they have an offensive rating of 111, which is um pretty pretty good and pretty decent considering they've been <laughs> hovering around 100 the whole season. So, kind of lending credence to that, and Drogic kind of looks fixed, like he's finishing around the rim again. He's pretty much almost at his percentage finishing as he was last season, a very close, a couple percentage points off. So uh, I want to go to you, uh, Harrison. Drogic looks fixed. The offense looks better. Obviously, the defense has had a little slippage. Um, but do you think the, the defense will get back to form? Or do you think this offensive jump is real? 
Like, is do they have a decent offense? Uh, yeah, I think the offense is is fairly good. They're still learning where where each player wants the ball. Drogic needs more space when he's out there. That's why that's why I think Spo's been better about staggering the minutes uh, between. It's basically like Drogic and Bosch together, and then Wade and Whiteside are almost exclusively together. Uh, that definitely helps the offensive flow. You know they keep they keep harping, sorry, on ball movement, which is important for this Heat offense. You got to be able to move the ball um, to get better shots and better lanes, and but you know more ability to create offense. And yeah, I think it's here to stay. I really do think the drop in the defense, um, like I mentioned they're earlier, at, Tyler Johnson and sorry, in defensive rating, they're at fifth in defensive rating when they were first and, and second for a long time. Yeah, well, you're missing, you know, Bino's playing instead of Johnson. That's obviously a dip defensively. And McRoberts was playing really good defense, so they, they miss him defensively. Um, and even though we love Udonis Haslam, and I'm not going to slander Udonis Haslam because he, he, he always gives 100% Don't when he's out dare. there. <laughs> Hashtag trying all-star. trying to preface my statement. Uh, Udonis is old and close to NBA retirement, so, you know, he gives you the minutes when he can. But, yeah, they miss McRoberts' defense, and, I think that's more cause for the slippage than anything else, to be honest. The numbers point to the Heat being good. They're sixth in um, in net differential, uh, right behind the Hornets, who have been playing very, very well as late. Golden State, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Cleveland round out the top five. So they're number six in that department. The defense is still fifth in the league best. I do think that number can get a little better, especially because Dang missed uh, quite a bit of time um, before. However... Their shooting in, in the month of December particularly has been very, very good. Gerald Green is shooting uh, something like 44%. And, well, dang, since coming back from injury, is shooting 42%. So they have shooters. Their offense is fixed. I, I do imagine that the defense is going to get better. And, I, and all this being said, I don't feel good about them. They lose to Toronto. I'm like, yeah, sounds right. And then they are playing terrible in the first half against Portland. And I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. So, like, I'm so confused with this team because I think they're good and I think they have talent and I think that they have a lot of pieces that that can do things. And I do think they have shooting when guys play well and then they put up stinkers like that first half in Portland. Well, one of the things that's weird to me is I'm watching this team and sometimes, I mean, I don't care if they're 12, 14, 15 points down at halftime. I feel like they can turn it on. But it doesn't seem like they're good enough to be able to turn it on, but sometimes they can, especially defensively. Where, but I know the defense has dropped off lately. I think because I think offense has been more of the focus. And like, um, like Harrison was saying, without McRoberts has been really good on defense. Tyler Johnson is, uh, he, if you watch him with that second unit, I mean, he's barking out there on defense. He's really involved. Um, without him, I can see why the defense is slipping. But I mean, sometimes in that second half, when you feel like they just want to clamp down, it's, it's amazing, especially when you have Winslow and Dang on the floor. I mean, the perimeter defense is amazing. And now it feels like, and I don't know, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, it feels like we're a really good offense when we only have one big in. And that kind of, I guess, I don't know if that's concerning or not, but it feels like as long as we only have either Whiteside or Bosch in, we have a really good offense. And the defense even clicks up a little bit. And I don't know if that's concerning or, you know, maybe a positive moving forward. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but it does look like we're better when either Whiteside or Bosch is on the bench. Well, Gianni, you wrote that story uh, about the small ball um, movement, and you mentioned about the, the minutes that both Bosch and Whiteside shared. So just 
I guess to the listeners that didn't listen to our past podcast or read the story, tell them why that is. Well, um, particularly when both of them share the court, they're not negative together. However, they're not very impactful. They're, I think they're like plus 0. 0.6, or at least at the time of the story, they were only like plus 0. 0.6 when they were playing together. Uh, yeah, 0. 0.6. Uh, net, game of point, net gain of 0. 0.6 for 100 possessions when they played together. Uh, now, as we've seen recently, they pretty much only play the first quarter together, and then the beginning of the second half together. Uh, Eric Spolster has kind of realized that we're going this one big at a time thing. And as you've seen in the fourth quarter, a Bosch starts the fourth quarter, and then Bosch goes out for Hassan for the middle of the fourth quarter. And then toward the very end, he puts Bosch back in. Um, sometimes I don't agree because sometimes I just think Hassan's better for the matchup. But regardless, at least they've wisened up and they're going one big at a time. Um, so that's been kind of a movement. And I think that it, it kind of looked sloppy and correct me if I'm wrong. And I mean, Harrison, I think we've discussed this before, but them, they're figuring out that they can only play one big at a time was a very sloppy mess. Yeah. But it's also not that surprising. I mean, you, you come into the, you you came to the season with Bosch coming back from uh, his injury. So you had to get him back into the mix and you hadn't seen Bosch and Hassan play that much together last season. I don't remember how many games it was, but, uh, it couldn't have been more than like 15 or 20, which really isn't a lot in like a sense of can two guys really mesh uh, and play with each other. And yeah, it's, it just wasn't working that well. There's not a ton of space uh, and, and Bosch, Bosch can create space and he needs space to be, to be effective. So yeah, it took a little time, but Spo figured it out and I think it's only going to get better. Um, the question going forward is, are the Heat going to commit big money to Hassan if he's not going to be someone who's closing games, which is interesting uh, discussion. Well, maybe mean, he is closing games. He's just not at the very end. And I guess that could be the definition of closing games, but he's playing now he's playing fourth quarter minutes and he's helping. I mean that, but what, what's that like going the last two games? Uh, I mean, I, I think that's going to be the trend going forward. I think well, Eric realized that that was not what, the right thing to sit in the whole quarter. What I do like to see, well, I think it was the right thing because if you see him at, at, at least the last game, his his defensive intensity has increased in the fourth quarter. And I don't know if that's a result of the benching. Um, I, I, I didn't see the whole game yesterday, but I saw highlights where he's at the three-point line contesting, which he was not doing uh, at the beginning of the year. And maybe that's what it took. Maybe it took getting benched and, and and him realizing, hey, if I just sit in the paint and look for blocks all day, which I think anyone who looks at the numbers will agree that his blocks do not exactly equal great defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you look at that and if and you see what what uh, what Spo did, benching him might have been uh, probably the best thing for him because if he's going to say, okay, if I want to play in the fourth quarter, I have to commit to active, uh, aggressive defense, and it looks like he has a little bit, you know, with Hassan, it's it's up and down. You never know if, if something's going to stick. Sometimes you see something out of Hassan, it looks great for three games, and then he goes back to same old Hassan. So if that benching, uh, if it clicks something in him, I mean, I think that's a great job by Spo there. Um, but if, if, if he's going to go back to his old ways of, of you know, kind of the same way that Kevin Love gets rebounds, you know, playing Ole defense and hoping for a miss, you know, that's kind of how uh, I sometimes I see Hassan getting his blocks where he kind of just abandons his responsibilities to get a block. And a lot of times you'll see a little scoop pass around and Brooke Lopez is dunking on somebody's head. So 
if he's going to commit to playing defense the right way in the fourth quarter, sure, he can play. But um, if he doesn't, then it's going to be the same old thing where he's going to be watching from the bench. We need I to get just, we need to get uh, Whiteside as far away from DJ Khaled as possible. That's really <laughs> what is going on. I don't even know what, what's yeah. going on. I'm following nah, all these tweets. Get, like they, that guy is a bad influence. Well, when did this start happening? Wait, when did this start happening? Because I, I I just been like on Twitter occasionally these past this past week, and I'm just seeing like because you know how like Twitter has that feature like while you were away. The only tweets yeah. I see is just him and him and DJ Khaled, and they were like in the pool together at once at one point. What's going on? Please, someone fill me in. Someone fill me in, please. What a lame. Hold on. Could you think of a place you'd less rather be than in a pool with Hassan and DJ Khaled? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just, uh, maybe Hassan feels better about himself being around. DJ Khaled is like a big dude. (laughs) He is the most oddly shaped grown man in my life. He's he's like, he's the embodiment of that movie, The Blob. Like, that's. No, he's he's shaped (laughs) by Danny DeVito and the Penguin. He's so he's gonna keep us on here. You watch, he's gonna keep us. I don't listen. If 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 it's for more than ten, twelve million dollars a year, he can take him wherever he's going. (laughs) It has to be more than that. The the mid level is gonna be pretty significant. They're not gonna give him the mid level. There's no way he'll take mid level. But what I'm saying is the mid level is gonna be between what, like eight and eleven. So you're gonna give. I mean, I'm with you. I don't. I don't really. I'm kind of thinking minimum in a bizarre world. It'd be like eight million only. That's the max. The what? It'd be eight million. I remember reading an Albert Random article about the whole situation. How he thought that maybe if we can convince Whiteside to take a mid level for one year, and then we can max him out um, yeah. for the rest, yeah, but like his five, six next five, six you get years the stuff afterwards. Under the cap. So for those who don't understand, what you would do is because Hassan does not have his his contract does not have any any rights attached to it. So once it expires, it expires. You have to sign him he, to a new He deal. does have a right. No, he has early bird rights. And the early bird well, rights only, they don't extend to max contract deals. They only ex- extend to a mid-level or the average exactly. salary in the NBA, which would be $8 million. So if Hassan wanted a max contract this season, they cannot use, because the NBA has a soft cap, not a hard cap like the NFL. So if you wanted to sign him to a max deal, it would have to fit under the cap as well as if they wanted to get another guy like Kevin Durant or, or, or Nick Batum or who be it. So when he has bird rights, which if he's here, if you sign him to a one-year deal, he then gets those bird rights, which you can sign him under yeah. the cap. And and that's what, uh, if you if you listeners are hearing about this, that's what's kind of going on with, yeah. with his contract. He totally well, to missed me, out. With... The, Kevin Durant is a pipe dream. And I think, I think a lot of us <clears throat> are kind of... Pipe. It's a fun pipe dream. It's a fun pipe dream, but it's a pipe dream. And if you want to pay Hassan, it's definitely a pipe dream. Yeah. You know, but like like you said, Nick Batum, uh, there's other guys out there, athletic wing defenders who can shoot three. I mean, that's what the NBA is going towards. Like, do you really want to commit that much money to a dinosaur? I mean, right it, it, right now, you're be- you're way you're a better team when Bosch is at the five and Dang is at the four. Well, yeah. Yes or no? We're a better well, team no, when we're right. shooting threes. No, you're right. Like well, they've been, they've they've had very productive lineups with Hassan at the five and Dang at the four. They're very productive when they have one big because the Hassan, the the small ball lineups with Dang at the four and Hassan at the five are very very good. Uh, some of them are even better than the Boss lineups. It just depends on how Boss plays. But but do you do you pay do you pay big money to a guy you can't start with Bosch? I mean, I mean you can start with Bosch, but every, I mean the starting lineups numbers on the year are not very good. They're okay. They're 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 not a negative, uh, but they're just whatever. They're they're yeah. yawnable. Um, 
No, I, I do understand what you're saying, but if you get Nick Batum, do you have enough? Because I don't think you do. I don't think this core plus Nick Batum is enough, you know, especially to compete in. You're not, this team has to be the team that comes out of the Western Conference. At the end of the day, you can look at all those this garbage in the East. Because at the end of the day, the good teams are in the West. You have Cleveland here and everybody else. Um, for them to have to compete with one of those teams in the West, it, it's going to need more than Nick Batum, another a year older of Dwayne Wade, and a year older of Goran Dragic, and a year older of Chris Bosh. Um, yeah, Hassan, White, Hassan Whiteside isn't the answer. I mean, is, is he the answer to dealing with a team like Golden State or even San Antonio? I don't. I don't, so. I don't think so. Um, well, I don't think this team's that good, though. So you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I understand what they're doing, and it all gets fixed if they get Kevin Durant. But if they don't get Kevin Durant. They just committed, and I I would like to preface this by saying I don't disagree with giving Dragic the contract. I don't disagree with signing Wade. I just think they're just going to be a competitive team that's going to have to luck its way into a championship. It's like that 2006 team. No, it's kind of, no, that, that's a little bit different because they had Shaquille O'Neal and Dwayne was on the rise. But so they were they were still almost now. in the same situation. They struggled throughout that entire regular season, and then they find their, they found themselves pretty much during that playoff run. The more interesting thing to me, rather than Hassan, is how ball dominant Dwayne is. Yeah, and how uh, how I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I think I think it's changed. I don't, maybe I'm, I'm I haven't looked at the numbers, but I think it's <laughs> he's given the ball to Dragic a little bit more. But the other day, I mean, I was I forget what loss it was. And Toronto. I was, Toronto. I was, was it Toronto? I don't know. I was being accused of Wade slander, but I'm like, it's not Wade slander when it's true. I mean, he was a complete ball stopper that game. Like, every time the ball got to him, he's dribbling, and the first shot we get or the first pass we see is with under 12 seconds left in the shot clock. I mean, this team is a lot better when the ball – like any basketball team, is a lot better when the ball's moving and we're getting shots maybe even a little bit earlier in the shot clock and not – and every, every time Wade – it seems like every time Wade initiates, everything takes so much longer to develop. No, that's, that's absolutely so. It's, yeah. it's pound the ball, high screen, Harrison, go. Yeah, and it, I think it's just unfortunate because it came after he had that really good game against Brooklyn and where he shot like 13 out of 17. And it just gives him – It's obviously you want Wade to be confident because that helps his game. But then I think he ends up being overconfident and holding on to the ball too much, not giving it up as much. Yeah, this team doesn't have to, you know, wait until the shot clock is low. They can, they can initiate offense earlier on, but the ball's got to move during the beginning of the shot clock, it was just being held. And then this, you know, 10 seconds, eight seconds left, they decided to do something that's really not good offense for this team. So, um, yeah, it's, it's like, um, I can't think of the phrase that I want to use, but basically like you want Wade to be productive, but you want him to play a role. You can't, you don't want him to be the ball dominant guy that he was when he was in the prime of his career. You want him to, I'm telling you, Wade off the ball is the best Wade. Especially yeah. for this, and that would happen if we had Durant only. I think that's the only way we can get way to uh, commit to that again. Either get well, either get LeBron or get Durant. One of those two next off season. All right, <laughs> never mention LeBron's name. <laughs> but Come do you on. guys do you guys think that Wade is starting to trust Dragic more? Yeah, and I think I, the, absolutely. I, think more, I, don't, I don't think trust was ever a problem. I just think Dwayne likes oh, him more. No, I think trust is a huge issue. I think you that's think why that Dwayne doesn't trust him. No, I think he's starting to – I think at the beginning of the year, the way Dragic was playing, Wade thought he had to take over. But Wade taking over too much is a bad thing for this team. That slows the pace down like, you know, like nothing else. Now that Dragic is playing better, I, 
I do see, I don't, and like I said, I don't know the numbers, just with my own eyes, I do see that Dragic initiating more and more offense. The pro- sometimes now at the end of like, you know, last two, three minutes, Wade does do the takeover thing. And then we start seeing some of the jumpers. And then some of the times the jumpers go in and, you know, we're, we're all tweeting out chef, chef, chef. And then sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot of times they're bricking off the back of the rim and we're all like, oh, why didn't he pass to Dragic? And, you know. It just feels like they're taking their, like, they're alternating on quarters. So Dragic takes the first and third, and Wade takes the second and fourth. And I, I saw that stat. Did this, you guys see that stat before, talk about. pregame before the last night's, or yes, yesterday afternoon's game? About the shot times that Dragic Sometimes I can't hear you, so then I talk over you because it sounds like you stopped. So I'm not doing that on purpose. All right, let me see if I can fix it here. You got it? It's just, sometimes it breaks up, and I think you stop, and I start talking, I talk over you, and I don't mean to do it. <laughs> Brian, you're soft-spoken. Speak up, man. It's all good. Yeah, well, I don't want to talk too loud, so it's clipping our, our sound. That's the reason why I'm no, talking be, at this. Be much louder. Like, yell, roar if you have to. Do what you got to do. You know he wants to punch me in the face every time I talk over him. <laughs> I don't mean it. Is that, it sounds like you stop. Can we, also, can we end Sunday 1 p.m. games? Like, uh, why would I? I mean, come on. Let's just. Oh, no, say, save that for a second, because I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so Brian, oh, wait, wait. Your- coming from the old guy, Sunday 1 p.m. games are awesome. I-, <laughs> uh, I didn't watch this one because I was out Christmas shopping because that's what old guys do. But if I was home, that would have been a great, that'd been a perfect game. I could have went back and forth between that and the Giants debacle. It have been great. <laughs> I like the 1 p.m. game because I get it out of the way early and I can have the rest of the day to do what I want. I lived in Louisiana for, for almost two years. And the game started like 6, 6.30 every night was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Now, everything else in Louisiana was terrible. Like, you know, it was a bunch of mongoloids running around, but... What? Mongoloids. It's a lot of incest in Louisiana. Listen, don't... Everyone has the same last name, and then they try to spell I, it different. And, and like, no, we, are, we all know what's going on. I, I have a question for you, because I maintain the greatest insult ever is calling somebody a sister fucking hillbilly. Like, you can't come back from that, right? Like if somebody's a hillbilly, like that, you can't come back, right? Places I was in Louisiana, that was just like saying hello. It's like, hey, what's up, sister? I I work with some guys that say some racist shit, and it really bothers me. So I call them sister fucking hillbillies. And what the fuck are they gonna say when I call them that? Like, what are they gonna say? I'm not a sister fucking hillbilly. They'll say my sister. They'll say my sister's hot. What's your problem? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what Dragic told the referee yesterday? (laughs) I think so. Oh, my God. Okay, I wanted to get to, to the drudging. We were talking about Paige before we got derailed. Um, they are, with lineups that have that have played more than 20 minutes, only two have a greater pace faster pace factor than 100. Uh, both Drogic and Wade lineups, so they're both, both of them are in the lineups. But everything else, and a lot of Drogic-centric lineups, are have a pace factor under 100, which is not that fast. So it's surprising. Uh, I just don't think this team's built to play fast. Yeah, this team will never play fast, but they can play with more pace than they're playing at, at at certain points in the game right now. It's all very similar, though. It's a lot of 95, 94, 95, 95, 96, 98. Like, the lineups that they put out there, they're all, like, kind of the same, except for uh, and their best lineup, uh, which is has a net rating of 27. I'm sorry. No. Um, of 13, uh, which is the dang Drogic, Wade, Hassan, and Winslow lineup that has an offensive rating of 105 and a defensive rating of 91 in 97 minutes. That is by far their best lineup, and it's without Bosch, and they play at a pace factor of 99. So 
uh, do do with that number as you will, um, internet. But thought it was interesting. <laughs> well, the yeah. thing is, the offense is just very deliberate, and I think that's always been Spo's offense. I mean, um, you go back to the years before LeBron. I mean, the offense has always been very deliberate. A lot, I mean, a lot of, lot of actions, and you never saw a lot of shots early in the shot clock. It was – I mean, that's just – I guess – and I, I've seen that criticism of Spo online that his offense is just – I mean, it's it's a little bit, I mean, outdated, I guess. But, I mean, his defenses have always been top-notch. So, I guess you take dis- it with the better. I, I disagree with that. And, Harrison, I actually want to get your thoughts on this too. But, like, he – created one of the most unique offenses in the history of the NBA, an office in which Ray Allen would initiate pick and roll with LeBron as a screener. We've never seen that before. And that was creative and that was uniquely Spolstra. Uh, Harrison, and I think we've talked about this on Twitter before. Like, what do you think of this whole criticism of Spolstra and his originality and garbage? Like I'm not really understanding it. Also, I think like, uh, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna channel my inner spoon here for a second, but Do I, th- it! <laughs> but, but I think that you know Riley picked Spolstra for a reason. He was a guy that was like a young and a fresh face, yeah. But Spolstra about culture, right? Culture. Yeah, it's about culture. And Spolstra's been around the team for a long time. I remember going down to the AAA for some event years ago, and Spolstra was the strength and conditioning coach at the time. And you could just see like the guys really respected him. They always liked him, and. He knows what he's doing. I, I think. Listen, my one, my one uh, thing. I, I don't. I think Spo is slow to adjust in game. I think sometimes in a game, you're sitting there thinking, "Wow, man, Hassan's been on the bench for a while. Or, man, maybe we should." He sometimes takes out guys when they're super hot. Like if, if Gerald Green is just going off, I would never take Gerald Green out of the game. I just let him go until he completely runs out of uh, fuel, and then have him take a seat. Like. That's how you have to go with some of these guys. That's my one spoken point. Otherwise, I think Spoh is one of the best coaches in the NBA. Um, people always want to fire him. Who are you replacing him with? I mean, the only guy I would replace him with is like – Dan Campbell. Uh, yeah. Def- yeah, absolute man. Dan the man. Um, I'm sorry I said it wrong. Got no, to get a tight ends coach in there. Uh, no, oh, yeah, I mean, no. No, it's really – it's like I think you got Pop, you got Carlisle. Um, well – there really aren't that many better coaches. Than well, let me say, I wasn't, I was not criticizing Spo. I, 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 I feel like Spo is very creative. I feel even though we we talk about how great the offenses he created were, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that you have the greatest player on earth. It's kind of, I'm not saying it's easy to create those offenses, but well, a lot of the things he did with LeBron were out of the box. Things a lot of other coaches didn't even think to do. A lot of the, a lot of things, all the coaches didn't even have the balls to do. Like tell LeBron get down on the post. Uh, tell LeBron, like you said, set screens, be be the screen man. There's a lot, you know. There's a lot of those things that he was doing that other people, that other coaches weren't doing. But historically, if you look at the non-LeBron years, his teams play with a slower pace. His but that's offense, a weight thing. I don't think that's is it weight or is it just is it? But I I know that Spo does ask him to play with pace. But it's not just like you take weight off the court and the pace goes through the roof. It's not. That's no, not because how. you don't have like before before LeBron. They had those years with Wade Chalmers and, and the kids uh, when he was coaching, and a lot of it was low possession basketball. We have a superstar that's top three in the league. You don't. If we keep this game to minimum possessions and we take it to the end, we have a guy that'll take us there. 
And when he would go out of the game, you just don't want it to be a disaster and go, here, Chalmers, here, Chris, Chris Quinn, don't ruin this. Oh, Chris Quinn. Oh, Chris Quinn. And now, Chris during Quinn the LeBron years, game. that game was the best. <laughs> Who remembers that? Who did they play? The Nets? Chris he Quinn went off. Monster. Daquan Cook? Those teams were yeah. the best. Alf, have you heard my theory that uh, the 2009-2010 Miami Heat team could have gone to the NBA Finals? Oh, God, this again. <laughs> Alf, 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 have you heard this? Harrison, you haven't heard this? No, this, and it sounds like you've been, I don't know. I don't know what well, you mean. No, it's so good. No, no, no. I mean, I, let me interrupt. Let on. me interrupt, because I've heard this theory about five times before you guys ever it's joined good. this podcast when we did it just me and Gianni alone in his room. That sounds really bad. But yeah, what well, I wanted to say that? was I've heard this theory so many times that it's just a nauseating right now. But go you ahead, Gianni. Though, right? All right, go take a bathroom break. I want to hear why. No, no, no. This is so great. Okay, so that year, that was the Dwayne Wade year with Jermaine O'Neal and Michael Beasley and Chalmers. And, all right, so they were a five seed in the playoffs that year. They won their final game versus New Jersey off uh, Jacobo Diawara bank three yeah, in double okay. overtime. Of course. <laughs> right? Yeah. Had they not won that game, they would have played the Atlanta Hawks in the first round of the playoffs, which Miami had dominated all year, and Dwayne Wade would have eaten Atlanta alive. They were not as good as the year before, and Miami had a good matchup against Atlanta. Instead, they won and they played Boston. They got smoked. Had they played Atlanta, they would have then played Orlando, which Miami also had a very good matchup against, and I think they beat him regular season 3-1. Dwight Howard was always in foul trouble that year. Dwayne Wade really did a number on them, and he was he was just ripping Orlando. And I really do think they could have beat that Magic team. Uh, they were very good defensively that year. I think they were top 10 in the league in defensive efficiency that year. And that top was three. just a nightmare uh, for, for Orlando. Easter Conference Finals. Once you're there, it, it, Cleveland or Boston, d- depending on who would have gone, they could have gone to the Easter Conference Finals that year had they not had Jacobo Diawara not banked in a three. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yes or no? As he I mean, Twitter, as he Twitter president, I'm going to veto what that do you mean? story. We need to no. We, we need to we need to get Jacobo Diawara on the show so we can ask him face to face. We need to get <laughs> him on the show. Get him on theory. Heat Beats. Everybody, I mean, tweet out if is he on Twitter. Do we know if he's on Twitter? No, that's terrible. Why is that terrible? I mean, 2009 was Wade's like best season. That was when he he had the per above 30, right? But this was the year right before LeBron, not not the MV3 year, the year right after. Oh, okay, you're saying 2008, 2009. Okay, so no, definitely not. That team was terrible. It was but they they were like smoking the Magic and the Hawks during the regular season. Like, yeah, it's regular season. We we couldn't beat the Nets with LeBron in the regular season. The big three got smoked by those garbage Pacers teams in a regular season. No, I'm upset at you. You think that you don't think that Super Dwayne Wade could have beaten the no. Joe Johnson Atlanta Hawks? Sure, he could have. It would have been a second round exit. Okay, those... and then you don't think they could have beat those Magic teams then? With, no, out there the way... ready for ready for Austin running around and, and Stan Van Gundy is our daddy. I love that guy. Him and his mustache. Yeah, him and I'm his... so disappointed. You guys don't like my story. I was I'm so into that. Now, if you want to talk about 05 or 06 Heat, which team was better? Now that's a conversation because well, I saw that. I saw that NBA TV did this thing where they were having like the greatest teams ever, and they had the 2006 team over the 2012 Heat, which I thought was weird. No. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, then no. their uh, they their, had their stings is invalid. No to what, Alf? Huh? 
what? No, the two thousand the two thousand uh sixteen wasn't better than the two thousand twelve team. Yeah, uh, the, the two thousand sixteen was the worst heat team to win a championship. <laughs> <laughs> the two thousand five team was better than the two thousand sixteen. Now if Wade and oh, Shaq, you think so? Oh, dude, they were rolling people. Do you remember that team? No, I do remember, but I do think these are yeah. bad. And Wade had what was it? Is a hip injury, right? Yeah, it was. It, it was ripped. injuries to Shaq and Wade that derailed it. But that team was was rolling through the rolling through the playoffs. They they were the that was the best team out of the two thousand five two thousand six champ. Uh, those two teams, two thousand five was a better team. And I, I won't make sure. I haven't heard somebody day. say that. Oh, I, I think uh, I think Ethan agrees with me. And if that's the case, then I'm right. <laughs> Ethan's Ethan the voice of like, reason. If Riley is our god, Ethan's like our cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's like, the pope. Ethan's word is law. I like, yeah, Ethan's the pope. Wait, what does Ethan's that make? Any Ellsberg? No, is Ethan, the po- is Ethan the pope? Yeah, Ethan would be the pope. Ethan would be the pope? Then who would Riley's, be the cardinals? Riley's god. Suppose Jesus. Well, I guess Harrison <laughs> would have to be god, and then Riley would be Jesus. Yeah. Or no. Yeah, yeah, Mickey. Yeah, Mickey would have to be God. <laughs> and <the laughs> Harrisburg is one of the three kings. Doing a very Catholic kind of thing. Sorry, Harrison. Yeah, I, I'm just nodding my head, but I have no idea what's going. I on. don't know anything. Spose okay, Moses. Spose Moses. There Harrison. Can we make? Can, oh, okay. we make okay. can we make our church Jewish? What would we have to no, do? You don't, you don't, I'm not very religious. You got. You don't have to. You don't have Neither to am I. That's me. why we're making fun of this. My mother would okay. kill me if she heard this. Yeah, well, yeah. No, it's okay. fine. I, 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 uh, I'm I, not excluded. It's good. I'm, I'm here. Regardless, I, I cannot believe we've gone all show without talking about the debacle that happened last night. And I don't <laughs> mean the Giants. I don't mean the Giants because I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to hurt Al's feelings. And I don't mean the first half against the Trailblazers. I do mean uh, the Miss uh, Universe pageant. Did you all see that? No. Nope. Uh, yeah, not live, but I saw the Twitter no, reaction. Of course. And Did y'all see poor Steve Harvey? Yeah, I felt bad. The best tweet was like, if only he had had some practice reading off cue cards before. No, the best tweets were Magic's tweets. <laughs> yeah, Magic funny. <laughs> he has the worst Twitter account in the history of Twitter. He's completely oblivious and he's an idiot because <laughs> he had he saves these things in his drafts and has an assistant send them out. That's what is that, that is one hundred percent what happened last night. Those all those tweets were all saved to drafts and they were timed <laughs> to go out at certain times. Okay, it's going to be over at eleven. Send that. That's there's no there's no way he was watching what was happening and tweeting those things out. <laughs> he that has was so funny, dude. He has templates for everything he tweets. I'm telling you, he is. Oh, he's the worst follow on Twitter ever. And that you know, no, he's my, Gasol's pretty bad. Yeah, he's my favorite player of all time, by the way. So really, me, oh, that's me saying a lot. Magic's my favorite player I ever. Play Wade's coming close, but Magic's my favorite player. And his Twitter is so bad. And by the way, I do not feel bad for Steve Harvey. I hate Steve Harvey. I do. Why do <laughs> he's, a sanctimon- he's a sanctimonious jackass and deserves everything he gets. So, I mean, yeah. I don't watch the show, but I feel bad for Steve Harvey, man. And the worst, nice part, the worst part was his apology where he couldn't spell anything right. Oh, <laughs> hold on. I, hold on. I felt for him. I felt for him. I yeah, can't but- spell Phillips either. Yeah, but listen, if you were actually giving a heartfelt apology where you ruin, like, I mean, Miss Col- he's never allowed in Colombia now, ever. Like, they'll kill him. Like, they killed that ref with the soccer game. Um, it was a player. It was poor Escobar. Oh, sorry. No, there was a ref who was murdered, too. Yeah, there was a ref. 
Yeah, it's yeah, both. Oh, I know. And I'm, I'm Colombian. I should know these things. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, you gotta, I mean, just, you know, read the tweet, read it a few times. Even you would not misspell those things. You, I don't know. Do you know me? That's why, that's just why I hate Steve Harvey, because he is pseudo-intellectual black Twitter. I, I'm sorry to get a racial with you guys, but he, like is pseudo, <laughs> he is pseudo-intellectual <laughs> black Twitter to a T, and I cannot stand that guy. He's he's a televangelist. He's a moron. I I'm sorry I had to give you all my Steve Harvey hot takes. You know I love this. I I didn't know I didn't know that's what we were here for. But if we we're going to do it, I'm let's all about do it. Steve Harvey hot takes. He's I the guy. He's such a jackass. His books, his movies. He is the worst. So honestly, I was cheering and applauding as he was being publicly shamed. It was really it was fantastic. Oh, I hate that guy. When when you say the way you described him, is that what like is that a Stephen A. Smith type where? trying to use big words and and just because i feel like stephen a smith thinks he's smarter than everyone even though he's not see but see here's the thing like stephen a smith is actually intelligent he is a smart person now he goes too far um he he decide he thinks to to be intelligent you have to use every uh, use every inch of your vocabulary possible i think that's a stick though yeah, it's it is it is a shtick. That is what, and he's played it up even more and more as he's been on first take. Steve Harvey is just he's he's like the kind of guy who goes on he goes on TV and he preaches to you without using like the correct form of pronouns, and it drives me nuts. Like he can't <laughs> he can't pluralize words properly. Um, he's just he's a moron. And but he swear he sits on this high horse and it's like he's just he's just the worst. So when he got embarrassed and then he couldn't spell things on Twitter, it was really <laughs> fun for me. Like I I get I giggled like a schoolgirl all night long. It was no, it was, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop laughing the whole time. Like I'm watching this. I mean, I wasn't watching it. I gotta be honest. I was playing Mario Tennis with my, with my boys. And uh, this came up on Twitter, and no, then we stopped. Wait, 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 hold up! <laughs> I know what you're gonna do. You cannot say I was playing Mario Tennis with my boys. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make myself like sound cooler. I wanted to say myself sound. It's a good man. Let me tell you. There's, There's no like, way to make that just, sentence sound cooler. There's nothing man, you can add to the fun. end. Yeah, you don't need to. What listen. if I? You you have friends. That's a good start. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tonight. It's nice you know, that you put. I, it's nice that you married tennis together. But I have to agree; those two, those phrases don't go with each other at all. Like you just said, I was playing Mario Tennis with my playmates. <laughs> that would fit a lot better. Yeah, that shit got intense. It was competitive. We had to stop because Steve Harvey had fucked up, and that shit was <laughs> funny because he had to take the crown off that lady. Like that, yeah. that, that they had to take the crown off of her. They should have just given it to both of them. Who even cares who wins? Is that a big I deal? Care. I mean, no, I understand. Like, we come from sports, and we understand, like, as an athlete. Like, I like to use I've used this, the Chris Webber example. Like, we can laugh at Chris Webber calling a timeout, and it's funny, but it's really shitty to be Chris Webber. Like, that fucking sucks. So, for them, it's, it's a similar situation that you live all your life for this moment, for this pinnacle of your professional or whatever, your dreams. And then it comes crashing down because Steve Harvey can't read. Well, it's like if Ethan took my Heat Twitter president Heat Twitter president title away, like that would have really sucked. It would hurt. It would hurt really bad because I fought so hard for it. So I understand where Miss Columbia is coming from and Miss yeah. Philippines, Philippians, whatever that <laughs> Steve Harvey said. Yeah, that's a pretty good analogy because honestly, it's really just going to pretty women. There's not, you know, 
I don't know what else there is when you're Miss Universe. And that's not even, there's probably good looking aliens out there for being really honest with each other. So kind of think it's a, it's kind of a BS I've seen title. Star Trek. There were hot aliens. I was going to say that green yeah. girl. Oh, fire. I don't care if she's green. Listen, like well, we, we don't see color. No big deal. We don't see color. Yeah. What's a bigger deal? Heat Twitter president or Miss Universe? He Twitter president. That's not even a question, Alf. I think yeah. so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah go get your go get your crown and run around the neighborhood and have a good time. I, I would will. like to talk about how. That's <laughs> great. I would like. <laughs> we need to get you a crown. Oh my god. Um, I would. I loved how they were talking about Spoon on a radio station, like on a real radio station. <laughs> Ethan is out here talking about Spoon, and for those not on his Twitter, that was like, who the fuck is Spoon? My sister knows who Spoon is, and she doesn't know anything about sports. Yeah, that I feel bad for Ethan sometimes because he gets so uh, involved with Heat Twitter. It's a mess. And then I, I wonder about his uh, the the casual audience, like who the hell are these people? I mean, I brought up Lousen. Lousen even tweeted that his name was brought up on that that uh, edition of Ethan's show yes. more time than it is on his own station. But to us, Lousen's an important person. He's a he's a luminary of Heat Twitter. So these I, things matter. Yeah, so I, I wonder how big, how much tune-out radio that was for anybody not involved in Heat Twitter. But you know, Ethan, Ethan plays to his constituency. So, well, we, I mean, Heat Twitter kind of helped him get the job, right? I mean, yeah, didn't you dude. get in the job? You, specifically, Alf. <laughs> Let's ask him personally, that. Alf. How'd you do it? What? Alf, how did you get Ethan? Up. Has Ethan taken you out to dinner? Because he owes you. He owes no, you dinner. him and Izzy both owe me drinks, and they've they've they do. And uh, Izzy already left the show. I'm telling you, I'm I'm being railroaded here. I did all this for free alcohol. That's <laughs> that's why. That's pretty much why I do anything. So no, actually, the like I said, the 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 Izzy and Ethan thing came from. I just I thought they sounded good together, and so I, I would just go into everybody's DMs. John Carl, you know that. Yeah, I'd be in everybody's DMs like, yo, just tweet out Izzy and the Juice. Mm. I was with it, man. I was so I, They deserved it. It. And it, got, it caught on. I'm glad Izzy's gone. I'll say it. Why? Oh, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. What's wrong with Izzy? I wasn't a big fan of him on the radio. Why? I don't know. I just, when I started listening to the show, I was, he's, I don't know. He seemed kind of uninformed to me. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, well, I don't think, about, what, about things outside of basketball or? It was a lot of things. I mean, obviously, I don't get upset about the Dolphins because I'm dead inside when I think about them. But, um, yeah, it, it just wasn't great. It wasn't great. I mean, not that Michael Wallace is the answer. Right. But, oh, I do, but I do like uh, Whittingham's pretty well, good. I Whitting, Whittingham and Chase are good. I don't like Whittingham. Alf, what is, what do, you, what, do you have a hot Mike Wallace take? Mike Wallace is a blo- uh, Let me stop. <laughs> do it! No, come on! No, come on! This is gonna be a great segment. Just yeah, no, he's, people. he's kind of a blowhard. He's kind of a hack, man. Like he, he's, I mean, he just like all of his hot take, like his hot takes about Spolstra, and you know, he was arguing with Sedano the other day about the '90s. I think '96 Bulls versus the 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 2015 Warriors. It's everything. It's just such blowhard jackassery, and it's just. It's like, I'm going to get louder than you. It's like a whole Leroy Horde thing. And it's just, oh, it's just annoying. Uh, like, Leroy I took. Huh? What do you think of Leroy Horde? Oh, shit. Leroy. No, don't get me started on that whole show. That Leroy. show's terrible. That's I, the worst. I, I, I want to ask you guys a question. And then I want to, because it specifically has to, not specifically, but it has to do with 
with that show, but is there any good heat coverage on the radio outside of Ethan? No. Because I don't think Levitard gives any good heat analysis other than tidbits of information from the front office. Levitard has been bad. Like, I turned on, I don't listen to his show much, but I turned it on the other day and he was just raving about how amazing it was that LeBron did that thing for the kid in Boston. Come on. No, no, listen, listen, listen. No, but listen, like, that's obviously a really, really nice thing that he did. But we don't got to, like, we don't have to flate the guy on the air. Like, yeah, he did, <laughs> he did, he did a nice thing and good no, for LeBron. He, was having, good a, for he was having a larger conversation about sports fandom sometimes. Um, not necessarily erases those things, but makes you forget. How, no, he was flating. There was a lot of flating going. Yeah, there were, I, I saw it happening. I heard he was getting, you know, he was, you know, licking his lips and stuff. Like, I heard He's it on the radio. <laughs> LeBron all year. He, he loves talking. I know he loves them. So it's like, listen, I can separate. Listen, LeBron does a lot of good things for for people, for children, and for his charities. I can separate that. I don't have to like LeBron as as like the one well, person or the player. I can separate those two things. And I'll, I'll say two things. Go off. You go first. No, I love I love Lebertar, but my biggest problem with his heat coverage is, and I love Mike Ryan. Mike Ryan's always flying off the handle, and I enjoy that part. Um, but Lebitar, the way he acts like Hassan anchors the defense, and the defense is all thanks to Hassan's blocks. It's like for somebody who's oh, who's who taught me to appreciate numbers, it really just bothers me. Like, dude, take half a second and look at the numbers that the Heat's defense is better with Hassan off the court. No, and he talked about that. No, but 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 I, then he always goes back to oh, they have a great defense, but of course you have a great defense. Hassan's blocking everything. That doesn't act, that doesn't equate to great defense. And for some, like I said, for somebody who taught me about the numbers, it's a little disheartening to hear him say things like that. And I feel like he was because because he was more into it during the, the LeBron years. His his analysis was better during the oh, LeBron the, years. The basketball analysis in LeBron years was the best on ESPN radio by far. Uh, it's been bad, but I, Alpha and I do want to piggyback on that and that uh, comment about Hassan's defense. Hassan's allowing 43% shooting at the rim, which is like third best in the league. Yeah, at the rim. Which, yeah, but that that's what that's what I mean, it's not just the shots he blocks, it's the shots he affects. He's making the 76ers shoot. Um, I had the number somewhere. Um, they shoot 54% in the restricted area. Hassan makes every player at the rim less efficient than the, than the worst team in the league. Explain, but Giancarlo, explain how that stat works. If they go right at Hassan at the rim, that's when the stat counts, right? What Alpha was talking about earlier. I, I believe is if, if he's within two feet of, of uh, a. Yeah, of, but when he so when he gets yeah, so if, go ahead, Harrison. Yeah, sorry. So if he steps, if he steps out, you know, if he goes for the block too early and they cut in behind and dunk, that doesn't affect that statistic. I, right? I believe, I believe it does. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I'm not sure. But that's what I'm just saying. That's that. I mean, if you look at the the. It, if they cut behind him, they're within two, three feet of him. It's when they enter the paint in that no, not, nec- area not necessarily, man. This, I mean, there's times where Hassan's going out for a block and he ends up past a past a free throw line and he's scrambling to get back. No, I mean, there's times LeBron, no, and I, uh, Hassan I will take himself completely out of a play to chase for the counting stats. And I mean, and I, I love Hassan's blocks, and I think he is like I've seen him affect so many shots. I've seen the fact that when he's in the game. People just don't drive to the basket. But the fact that they're just not driving to the basket in today's NBA, these teams can shoot. Like he has to play a team defense that doesn't allow for, for the perimeter to be left exposed because of him chasing down counting stats. 
But in his defense, a lot of times what happens is Wade gets beat or Green gets beat, and he has to help. Now, sometimes this is what you're saying. He's looking for the block. He's hunting. He comes out. That does happen. However, the amount of times that happens, it's not as often. Oh, what happens is that defense just, breaks down. Rhythm. I disagree with you. I see he's shading off his man no matter what's happening. You you can see, and, and a lot of times, Green's, Green's on-ball defense. We have a lot of guys who play good on-ball defense on the perimeter. Green does play good on-ball defense. And you'll see where, where, where Bosch will be in. Bosch doesn't – I mean, he shades off his man a little bit, but Hassan, I mean, he's – four feet from his guy trying to, you know, because he's anticipating a drive, anticipating a block shot, and it leaves so many other things open. That's why when ba- when I feel Bosch is a better defender because Bosch will, will see that, okay, I don't have to help just yet. You know, he denies some of those passing lanes where Hassan is just completely abandoning abandoning his responsibility, which is open. It might not, really, might, might not lead to a shot at the rim, but it's leading to other opportunities. It's leading to other lanes being open. Hassan has an has a defensive rating of ninety one this year, and he leads the team in uh in defensive block block uh, defensive box plus minus. Um, I mean, I I think he's good on defense. I like I said, I do know that what you're saying is true. I just don't think that happens as often as maybe you guys say. I mean, uh, the numbers would point to him being a good defender, and yes, sometimes. And and what I owe and and Eric has talked about this on the broadcast that when he leaves the game the defense gets better. I, I don't know if that's that's still true. It was at one point, but Hassan plays thirty minutes a game, or around that time. The time that he's not on the court is is less than the time he's on the court. The sample gets smaller, so sometimes those numbers get distorted because he's in there with the starters. And then he goes out, and then the bench comes in, and then our bench has good defense, and their bench is maybe not the most competent offense in the world. So then the defensive numbers get a little better because the starters are an in and because the minutes are so few. So there's a lot of muddling. And while I do agree with you, I do think he's a good defender. He's not Rudy Gobert. He's not Chris Bosh. I don't think he's a better defensive player than Chris Bosh. But I do think he helps a lot, and I do think he's good. How dare you argue with the Heat Twitter president? I'm sorry. Thank you. Am I, gonna get I, I was waiting for somebody to say it. Jeez. I, I should know my place, man. <laughs> but I, we but should I switch hosting this, gigs. I do feel like he's getting better, though. I do feel like Hassan is lear- understanding more the his role, and it's not just blocking shots. It's playing good team defense, which is it's a positive. Yeah, but that's I do what, think the, the coaching staff has helped him. Yeah. Yeah. But and I'm Go ahead, Eric. Uh, I keep cutting everyone off. I'm having a bad day. Uh, I, I think Alf made. I think Alf made the right point earlier that benching a son in those fourth quarters might have just been like, listen, you might be a great player. You might be blocking all these shots. You might be, you know, popular among people on Twitter, and he's, you know, he's got the great, uh, uh, the great Snapchat. But yeah, you got to you got to play hard. You got to work hard to be great. And if if you want to be making a lot of money in this league, you got to work hard every day. So I, think- I disagree with you guys. I think that he was sad because they were playing small lineups, not because they wanted to teach him a lesson. <laughs> I think you're just biased at this point. No, no, no. Both. You're just biased at this point, Johnny. He tweeted back to you. Ever since then, you. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Who saw that? <laughs> I did. I saw it. Out here faking it. I don't care, man. He's not going to do what he wants. But Hassan also is third in the league in defensive win shares. I don't know how much you guys care about that. Um, so I don't know. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's the best defender in the league, but I do think he's really good. I do think he helps them. He's and not. I think that I, he, 
he's not elite, but he can be. That's the thing about Hassan is he could be an elite defender, but he's just not there yet. And I do, I do like the fact that he has, even just this season in the small sample size of like the last two, three games, he How has. How many big improved. men at his position are better than him at defense? Gobert. Gobert. Uh, Draymond Green when he's playing center. Okay. I'm a smaller guy, but I'm saying guys like him. Bosh. Okay, Bosh, too. There's not that many guys better than him. Gasol. I don't know if Gasol's better. Oh, uh, Marcus Gasol, yes. Gasol's a better defender. Marcus Gasol, yes, maybe. Yes. Uh, but there's guys. not many guys left like Hassan. And that's what I'm saying. DeAndre, LaMarcus Aldridge, Tim Duncan. I don't think DeAndre's Gasol, that good. DeAndre's Bill not a better Sapp, defender. Andre Drummond. Like, neither is Anthony guys. Davis. He's better. He, no, he's better. He's I know, I'm saying neither is Anthony Davis either. Yeah, so like he's in the top percentile of defenders at that position. Um, he does a really good job. And I do think that in a couple of years, we'll probably get better than Bosch because Bosch is going to lose some athleticism. Um, and I do think he'll learn. And I think his main problem is defending pick and rolls, which he's bad at. Um, but that's why they sit him against smaller lineups because the smaller lineups run a lot of pick and roll. And I think that how the coaching staff has adjusted the rotations, they put him in less positions to fail. His minutes have gone down a little bit but he's not seeing those lineups that bother him defensively. But see, here's the thing, and and I'm okay with everything you just said. He's better against bigger lineups. But that's why I don't understand the slant, the, the spose slander when he sits him against smaller lineups. Like, no, I don't get it either. It's stupid. He can't, he can't, he can't guard Jared Dudley. Like, no, what is what's score? Oh, make them adjust to you. No, they won't. They'll all just sit on the perimeter and shoot threes in your face all day. There's no adjusting. And that's the problem with Hassan. Like, you can take him out of the game. How do you take Bosch out of a game as far as what lineup do you put Bosch out there where he can't defend anybody? That, that lineup really doesn't exist unless you put five point guards on the floor. That's why I'm saying where, when it comes to Hassan, is he worth the money? I like I and and. Ethan, I think Ethan stole my line, but whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll let him have it. Ethan's a uh, thief. Hassan is a piece. He is not a centerpiece, right? Hassan is a good player to have, but he is he is not he is he's not a he's not an eighteen million dollar a year player. No, I I agree. Oh, um, I, I don't know if I agree on the value because it just he's going to be that because somebody's going to give it to him. But you can get a big stiff to stand in the middle. I mean, no, but a big stiff won't do what he does. And he's on pace for his. He's on pace for the for the best block season in the history of the league, while maintaining uh, all these defensive numbers, third in defensive win shares, and and top uh, what is it, top five in box plus minus, number four in box plus minus uh, defense. Like he has all these these numbers. But if if you want to be a championship, if you want to be a championship team in 2015, 2016, and beyond, is that money better spent elsewhere? Well, I just think that there's going to be a, an increase in the cap and you can stuff guys away. I mean, the owner's going to have to pay some luxury tax and that's something you got to take up with the owner. But he Not, does do a lot of things well. I mean, so does what's his, Bogut? I mean, and Bogut can even play in the no, finals. No, Bogut's, 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 not, Bogut's not in the class as a song. I mean, Mozgov, they, they gave Mozgov money. Mozgov couldn't play in the finals last year. If you look, I mean, if you look at the centers, I mean, you in the last, the finals for the last five six years. I mean, who do you have? No, Chris Bosh is Draymond Green. Something. I mean, those are the guys Chris Bosh, Tim Duncan. I mean, Tiago Splitter. Like these are. I mean, these are. You don't have dominant centers. I mean, Tim Duncan is a power forward. Chris Bosh no, is a power I, forward. That's today's NBA. That's why I don't feel like Andre Drummond isn't taking you to a title. Hassan Whiteside isn't taking you to a title. 
These guys. But what do you? No, go. No, these guys can't even play in the fourth quarter anymore. But what do you do with 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 the thing that I tell you that the Heat's most productive lineup is Dang, Drogic, Wade, Hassan, and Winslow, which gives them their best defensive rating and one of their best offensive ratings. And, and if I want to take Hassan out the game, I'll put a small, uh, put a power forward in there who can shoot. And and then you have to set Hassan. Now, how valuable is Hassan at this point? No. Understood, and that's very fair, but that's why you have both bigs. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that it's... But that's what I'm saying. He's he's valuable, but his value has a limit if you can just completely scheme him out of a game. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, if I, if it was me and if it was my money, I would put my money into guys who could develop, who could defend uh, three different positions. You know, like... The Batums, the, the, you know, I like Dang is getting older, but a Dang type of player, these long defenders who can shoot. Those are the guys I would put my money in. It's a wing league nowadays. Harrison? Me and, I feel like uh, me and Harrison are like white side right now. We're, we're both sitting <laughs> out the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, I think, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle where I don't think I was ready to max out White's at the beginning of the season, and it's pretty obvious that you can take him out of the game if you need to, game plan-wise. So I'm not ready to max him out. And I also don't necessarily want to see him go, but if he does, that's just Riley deciding that he wasn't worth the money that he'll command. And I think he will get a max from a crazy team like the Lakers or another team like that. So I think that he will end up letting him walk. So if you're... I don't want you to get upset, Giancarlo, because I know he tweeted at you and he said nothing but love or whatever. The uh, I got says. the tweet out. I got the tweet out. I agree it out right now. <laughs> I, I, I'll carry his son's water, though. I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I, I understand both sides of the argument. I don't, you know, I'm not ready to toss him in the trash, but um, yeah, I can see where uh, there are other guys who could fit a little bit better where you don't have to worry about, you know, not having them to close the games. Because I think if you're going to pay a guy, 15, 16, 17 mil, it should be, you know, it should be in the end of the game. And it doesn't seem like Hassan's going to finish many games down the stretch of this team. All love, man. We on positive vibes. Only blessed. That sounds just like Hassan. Exactly. My guy, man. That was like poetry. (laughs) I see why you love the guy so much. You think he'll play Mario Tennis with me? With DJ Khaled, yeah. Oh, me, DJ Khaled, and Hassan play Mario Tennis. I use Yoshi. He's dope. Yeah, you're really, you can't, know. No one's saying anything. You know, every yeah. time you bring Mario Tennis up, it just kills the whole conversation. It just kills the mood, man. We're Where's all George? At I you need like... George. George is the worst. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we've been talking for a while. I've killed the mood of the show. I think it's about time to wrap things up. I, I ruined everything. I'm a failure. Um, <laughs> We're having so much fun talking about Steve Harvey and then I have to bring up Mario Tennis and make fun of poor Steve Harvey. And we that didn't was, even get was... to your Leroy. I want to, hold on. Before we end the show, can uh, can we get to uh, Alf slamming Leroy Horde? On the record. Oh, there's no slam. The guy just sucks. He's he, he, he feels like, oh, I guess that was slamming, huh? That was pretty bad. No, he's, he's terrible. Like, he's he's not good at radio. He yells to the. He, he just screams because he doesn't have good arguments. He's inconsistent as all hell. What was he saying today that pissed me off? Oh, he was trying to say that what happened to Steve Harvey wasn't embarrassing. Like, what kind of whoa, argument whoa. is that? I swear to God. No, 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 no. I don't believe you. He said what happened. Really? Oh, why would he be embarrassed? 
And it's like, what kind of argument is that to make? Are you, are you being are you being contrarian, contrarian to be contrarian, or are you just stupid? Because either either way, it's not good radio. And then and then you know, and then when Beast argues back, he 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 gives he hits Beast with a fat joke. I mean, wow, enthralling radio. They just put him and Romberg on some meathead radio station somewhere. Romberg's bad, man. Oh, Romberg's. Honestly, that station has gotten really, really bad lately, and it's it's, it's very. But upsetting. it's all bad. Like, is there any good radio? I mean, I I think I listen to Dan every day, so that's I, I podcast Dan every day because I drive a lot. But outside of Dan and Ethan, is anybody doing any good radio in, in South Florida? In South Florida? Yeah, Miami and Miami Sports Talk Radio. Oh wait, Big O. Big O is really good. <laughs> I don't I don't like that guy. Nobody like likes him? that guy. <laughs> you like? Him? That was sarcasm. Oh, I was making sure. I was like, really? Oh, Joe, Joe Rose and Captain Curtis. I mean, they're really. Oh God, they're terrible. I missed Sedano in the morning. That was fun. Dude, Sedano was Sedano was on with Ethan the other day. It's the best thing I've heard in such a long time. Sedano's so good. He's so good. I really miss Hawkman, but I just don't listen to Five Sixty. So no, I don't like him by himself. He was so much better as like a third wheel man. You know what happened? The problem with Hawkman by himself is there's nobody there to tell him when he's gone too far. With the corny ass jokes, like you can't just leave Hockman to his own machinations. Like somebody has to be there and say, <laughs> "Hockman, okay, it's not funny anymore. Stop." And that's what Zaz. I, I used to actually like Hockman Zaz. I loved I when Hockman was on the Levitard Le- Le- show. But if there's nobody there to rein Hockman in, it's really bad. So do you that's like what Mike Ryan is. as producer more, or, or Hockman as producer more for for Levitard? Uh, I mean, Mike Ryan's my spirit animal, so I yes. love him. Um, I'm I think a big they fan got into equal status because I used to love Hawkman, but I think no, that's what, I really liked Hawk and Zaz were a really good team. So this, and now they've separated and they're both terrible now. <laughs> they they need each other. Is, you know, is Zaz terrible? I don't listen to the morning show. Anymore. Well, I mean, Joy, don't don't get the outside on Joy. That's not a good topic. No, no, I no, love no, Joy. No. <laughs> Me and Joy are have a kinship, and we understand each other. We finally come to an understanding. Um, she got mad at me for, you know, and I actually, I actually called Witty out on this when I met him the other day. It was all his fault because he's like actually proved me wrong in our argument and gave her a leg to stand on. And then ever since that, I, I was called a complete sexist and all these terrible things, which just aren't true. But, um, no, I love, I, I, I love Joy. If she, if she would get off her soapbox every now and again, the show would be better. Um, if they would take Romberg off the show completely. My thing is, uh, that show is buoyed by Tobin. Like, Tobin's the greatest. And it, yeah. without, that's that's what makes that show good. Um, without Tobin, they'd be lost. Oh, and, and Skinny. Skinny's on that. Slim's on that show, too, now. So. Let me tell you, I've been saying for years, they got to get they gotta get heat beat on the Eric Reed slot. And we fix 790. Any, they could get dead air on the Eric Reed slot. Seven <laughs> ninety. But it's just like it's sad because they, this no you sports radio here used to be so good, particularly the ticket, and now it's so bad. Even, yeah. even Levitard has declined in quality. Like it's all bad. Not not not, not the dance bad, but like a lot of it is not the same as it used to. Be. You used to have Sedano in the morning, then Eat Coward when he was actually decent before he went full. Uh, amateur sociologists. Uh, <laughs> then you had, I think, what do you have? The Sports Brothers, who were yeah, whatever. yeah, they were they were okay. I used to enjoy the Sports Brothers. Then you had Levitard. Yeah. I mean, it was great. And then now, I mean, 
Jason Jacks used to have his own show. I can't Ooh. listen to it. Jason Jacks. Oh God, that was the worst. He's. Uh, do you guys like him? Because I don't. And I've said this a lot of times on the show. I don't like him. I think I'm okay with Jax, except for that Doral commercial. That thing really gets on my nerves. Do you like him, Elf? I, I, I get in trouble every time I speak on the Sun Sports broadcast. So I get a lot of hate tweets. So I'll just. You're gonna do a go on dragon, no comment. You don't like you don't like Eric Reed, right? No, I just I just say if it was a Saturday Night Live skit, it'd be hilarious. But I'm actually trying to watch a basketball game, so it's it's terrible. But you know what? I just like I said, I'll keep my opinions to myself. They suck. <laughs> the whole Sun Sports except for Rothstein. Wait, you don't like Eric Reed? I I think I think Rothstein's bad. I don't like Rothstein. I love Rothstein. Eric Reed is terrible. Eric Reed. If you, yes, you heard me, and I'll say. You haven't heard this before? No. He's been on I, Twitter saying this for days. Oh man, I really like Eric Reed, and uh, I mean Tony is is ridiculous, but I, that, so much just that one, that's the that point. one that one clip with the stats thing, Divine. Is the I best love that ever. clip so much. <laughs> that's the best vine ever. Just checking out some stats. No, Eric Reed. If if you ever want to, if go to uh, YouTube or Hulu or whatever, look up uh, Saturday Night Live. They have the ESPN Classic skit, and they have the they have. Uh, whatever their names are. They have the guy, Jason Sudeikis yeah. and Wolf Forte doing the hackiest uh, sports announcers you'll ever hear. And they sound exactly like Eric Reed and Tony Fiorentino. And that is my issue. They are just, they are complete hacks. But I will say when you watch, when you have league pass and you hear other announced teams, you yeah, do appreciate. Works. Yeah. You do appreciate Reed and Fiorentino a little bit more. Especially, you, I was listening to the Boston announcers. Oh, my God. Oh, those guys are horrendous. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, yeah, really good. They're out. Quick shout out to our sponsor this evening, Summer's Eve Feminine What's Hygiene the sound Products. This is a skit. Oh. gone wrong, and it's the smell of your thong. Ryan, what is this? This is the ESPN Classic skit. Oh, we could watch it after. What the fuck playing that on the radio for? <laughs> And you just do it without telling us, and we're just sitting here confused. And I thought somebody was talking in Harrison's house. No, you thought it was Eric Reed. That's what you thought. You thought <laughs> no, Eric I Reed didn't. snuck up behind I don't see uh, it. Harrison. I don't, and started I don't, giving I don't see the things. resemblance. <laughs> you know what sucks? We have done such quality shows lately, and Brian and I have ruined today. Alf and Harrison have been so good, and I've been crappy, and so has Brian. I don't know. It's it's fun. I mean, we, we, know, what, we know what you guys bring to the table. It's no big deal. We've, we've ruined today. So we've been, Brian, how long? We've been recording for a long time. So Way too fucking long. long. Yeah, we, we all have stuff to do. I have to go watch Star Wars, play Mario go, Tennis. I'm, I'm going to go get a drink. I'm going to go I'm eat. I'm going to go to sleep. I've been drinking this whole time, so. That's <laughs> great. Really? That makes me happy. We got to do it. Gotta... Okay. <laughs> I, have, I have been your host. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Read our articles at MiamiHeapy.com. Huh? Read our articles on MiamiHeapy.com. Yeah, read, read our stuff. Oh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen, we have a little video previews for podcast stuff that I work on. Uh, provide to you, the listener, small clips of the best moments. Uh, you guys want to give out your Twitter handles and, and promote anything you guys want to plug, or Harrison? Yeah, um, at H-L-C-Y-T-R-Y-N. I need to start writing again, so I will find my muse and have something soon. You've been saying that for two months. Has it been that long? 
It's been a while. Okay. Alf. All right, I'll get some. Plug Alf, your stuff. At Alf954, um, the reigning Heat Twitter president. Reigning. I'm going to lose my I'm going to lose my title soon if the Heat don't get a don't put a win streak together because we lost the other night and everyone blamed me, which I don't know what I did wrong, but whatever. Um, you were just there. Yeah, you can see my articles, all three of them. Which nah, it's really two and a half. Uh, <laughs> at Miami Heat at uh, MiamiHeatBeat.com, and that's it. Brian, your stuff. I'm at B-Y-B-R-I-A-N-G-O-I-N-S. That's by Brian Goings. I'm definitely starting to write stories now because uh, I got a You're lot of free time on my you hands. You always say that. I got a lot of free time on my hands. And now and Star Wars is over, me, so I, I'm, I, I can move on with my life now that Star Wars is over. It's Alf, Christian, and I carrying the load for all of you. I still do a lot of work. Backs. I, I edit the podcast at all your stories. Our usage percentage is like Dwayne Wade in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and yours is like Goran Dragic. I'll come back. There. When are you going to have me on with Alfonso Hoops to figure out who's a real elf? Oh my it? God, we should totally do that. See, Harrison really wanted to be next podcast. Come on, every time we ask Jack to do In the next Miami Heat Beat podcast, Alf yeah, versus Alf. We're going to have the Alf down. The Alf down. All right, boys, it has been a pleasure. Deuces. All right, deuces. We'll play some okay, tennis. Uh, right. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com